Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So, Subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, 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 my loves, and welcome to this week's episode. We're going to talk about the different types of introverts because I think most people don't understand the meaning of introverts. And let's sum it up and go into four different categories as such because everyone seems to think it's the same thing when it's not. There are so many different individuals that are introverted, but they all show their introversion different. So first, what is an introvert? Well, simply it's how you recharge. I think the easiest way to sum it up is extroverts tend to recharge their batteries there by some form of stimulation, whether that be an environmental stimulation, whether that be a personal stimulation with you know, talking to people, going out, hanging out with people. Whereas introverts, it's a very alone, very calm, very peaceful. They do not rely on external stimulation to recharge. In fact, they do quite the opposite. The more they're stimulated, the less they recharge. Some ways the extroverts may recharge are music, gatherings, concerts, parties, going out with people, anything that is active, loud, interactive, and things like that. Otherwise, an introvert, they will want to go relax, meditate, sleep, read, maybe just something that's just them and just no one else. They want to be left alone and they just need that little bit of recharge moment. So let's go over four different types of introvert. So back in like 2011, a bunch of psychologists split introversion into four main categories. I'm going to go over those four categories today, some pros and cons. And I'm curious, which category do you think you fit in? The first one is the social introvert. Now, do not confuse this with social anxiety. Social anxiety tends to be where make people anxious and they have reactions and it becomes more of a need to not be in society, no social situations because of their anxiety, whereas the social introversion is a preference. We don't have any overwhelming part of it that prevents us from being social. It's just we'd rather not. Now, when you take someone who is a social introvert with social anxiety, then it gets a little bit more complicated. I am socially introverted and I have social anxiety. I've always been socially introverted and my anxiety has come around because of situations that I have been in and dealt with. And that has been something that is added to social introverts do hang out with friends, but they prefer small gatherings. I'm talking dinner parties. I'm talking three or four people going somewhere. I'm talking a dinner table with four people, maybe six. I'm not talking a huge event. I'm not talking banquets. It is a small, intimate gathering. These are the individuals that will have a close-knit group of friends, and it will be close-knit, and it will be a tight circle. And it is something that you can see. It is a way that you can see the develop feel. If you ask them how they have many friends they have, they have acquaintances, and then the people that they call friends, they consider very close, uh, very reliant on, and they interact with them a great deal. In one-on-one, or maybe two-on-one, maybe three-on-one situations, not much more than a social introvert they would rather go on like small dinner dates they'd rather go on you know solo meetings solo vacations they don't want to go to group locations and they really do want that time alone to recharge 
time that's quiet and alone to recharge. And this, okay, red flag for a social introvert, they will accept your social invitation, but they have no intention of showing up and they will cancel on you. Or they'll say, oh, something came up. That is completely normal for a social introvert to have something come up and be able to cancel on you. Now, the second one is a thinking introvert. So your thinking introvert is that typical book where you know, you saw them at school, I was one at school. Is they're in the quiet, they're reading, they're studying, they like to get into their books, they like to think, they like to be educated, and they will really deep dive. And they'll get very involved in their studies and they'll even tune out the outside world. If they're reading a book, if they're working on an essay, if they're working on coursework, you can be talking to them and they not even know you exist because they're completely tuned into their books. They do like to go into reading, learning, any educational materials. They sometimes like to do things like model building, hands-on. It's all about what makes them think. And you'll find that also you know, if you're playing games, they're the ones that do the Tetris, they do the number games, but they don't really do the RPG game. They don't do the live action games. They don't do the shooting games. They don't do any of that because it's not really a thinking game for them. And they prefer the puzzles and other things like that. So red flag is a thinking introvert. And I do this all the time. We get lost in our own thoughts. So we can be mid-conversation with you and something you say will provoke a thought. And that thought will go and then all of a sudden we're zoned out. We're in our own world. We're having our own verbal conversation in our head based on something that you gave us that made a thought happen. And we can completely zone out and be away from everything and not even realize that you're there anymore. We can get so lost inside our own minds it can come across as disrespectful and rude, but all it is, is you gave us pause to thought, you gave us a concept, you gave us an idea, and we latched onto it and we're like, okay, this is interesting. And we decided to start playing it out in our minds. Now, how you'll recognize a thinking introvert, they tend to be more solitary than regular introverts. They'll go into what they call a mental haven, reading, writing, maybe playing musical instrument, doing puzzles, building things like the, you know, the boat's in a, you know, the ship's in a bottle. Things that require thought, strategy, and other things like that. And they're generally not very reactive to situations. They'll ask for time. Again, I'm totally calling myself out here today because, you know, why not? This is kind of the fun thing. What I'll do is if someone asks me if something's wrong, I'll tell them nothing. I'll tell them I'm fine. I'm telling them everything's okay. But really what it is, is I'm having to do that introverted thinking to go through the situation figure out my steps figure out what I want to do figure out where I want to go I don't want to involve anymore in fact the more you ask me the more pissed off I get and the less I talk to you because it's like you're not letting me process my own thoughts and that is something that's really big on an introverted thinker one of the other signs of an introverted thinker is they're very self-aware you'll find that a lot of people who go onto a spiritual journey, a self-awareness journey, do a lot of meditation, journaling, thought processing, seeking. Those are your introverted thinkers. Those are the ones that really take a lot of time to delve into what happened, why it happened, how it happened, and what they can do from there and how they can make it work. So our third kind is the anxious introvert. Now, personally, I've always been a social and thinking introvert, but life happenings has made me an anxious introvert. They're very quiet and they can seem nervous or on edge. I'm only nervous or on edge in certain situations and that's because I do have CPTSD. In one of my previous episodes, I talked about the domestic violence that I went through. 
and that has given me elements of an anxious introvert. We can be highly avoidant. We don't want to do things. We don't want to piss people off. We don't want to upset people. So what we do is we procrastinate. Yes, we procrastinate as the red flag for the anxious introvert. Now, the other thing is they'll shrink away from people. They'll shrink away from settings. They don't want to be involved. They tend not to develop many friendships, but the one or two they do are very meaningful. And that's because they don't want to bring too many people into their world because they don't want to have to have that energy to bother with them because it takes a lot of energy to deal with other people. You're likely to find anxious introverts to be total homebodies. They really don't like to go anywhere. They don't like to do anything. They're very laid back, very easygoing, but it's all within their own basis. They do avoid social interactions. So if you ask them to go somewhere, they'll probably just, no. They don't tell you they will and then cancel. They just say, nope, nope, not going to happen. Don't want to. And they can come off as quite rude. They don't expel the energy to have niceties or anything because they just want to be alone. And they feel nervous and on edge. The fourth kind is the restrained introvert. Now, the restrained introvert can also be known as the inhibitive. They tend to be more reserved and they can come across as very shy. Now, this is what people stereotypically think as an introvert. They're very shy, quiet, wallflower, doesn't really get up and talk, but what it is, is they're observing, they're watching, they're taking example, they're very slow, very methodical. They tend to be unemotional as well. Everything is on a schedule, everything is on a system. The gifts of a restrained introvert are observation and systems. The more systems they have, the more they observe, the more they watch, the less they interact, the happier they are. Now, they are very reserved and very slow to accept someone into their circle. You really have to work to be included in a restrained introvert circle because they don't know where you're coming from, why you're doing it, or what's going to happen. So these are like the four main types of introverts. And there are some red flags here, like this said. It doesn't matter your personality, whether you're introverted or extroverted, you're going to have a red flag. That's just how it is. Everyone has it. If you say you have no red flags, I'm going to call you a liar right now. You're fucking lying and there's no saying anything else against that. Okay? If you're an introvert, I'm curious, what kind of introvert do you find yourself more along? Are you the, the restrained? Are you the anxious? Are you the thinking introvert? Or are you the social? Drop those in the comments so we can get to know. And... Embrace your introvertness. You're needed as an introvert. We don't just need extroverts in this world. We need introverts too. Let me know what you took from this, what things you might put into your toolbox. Do you now know what kind of introvert you are? Does that help you adapt to things that you do? Does that help you find some of your powers? Does it make you feel called out? Like I called myself out a couple of times on red flags. Hopefully this helps and we will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day and Talk to you on the next episode of Introverts Toolbox. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverts Toolbox. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And you know what? I want to know, what is one thing you learned today? Is there something that you're going to take and use in your life or your business? Let me know below.